the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We pause from our conversation today about government policy and the direction of our country and the Kyle Rittenhouse trial to bring in someone who is doing important work and a cause that all of us should have respect for and uh, honor in any way, shape, or form that we can. I'm talking, of course, about our United States veterans, those who have served our country in the military, the Coast Guard, not include our first responders in that, but... Buck Bramlish is the executive director of the Franklin County Veterans Service Commission. And Buck, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what thank you for what you do for veterans. Tell us a little bit about your organization, what you guys try to accomplish. Well, you're, you're welcome for all, and thanks so much for making time. So as we get the, as we near Veterans Day here, um, it, it was just a great time for us to talk about the Franklin County Veterans. Service Commission, and I would point out that every county in Ohio has a service commission and has the same basic mission. What we do is we have two main core competencies. We provide emergency financial assistance to veterans that are struggling with everything from rent utilities to, um, to, to nutrition, food, and even dental. And then the other core competency is we support veterans and help them file for um, various VA-type benefits, earned benefits. Um, and uh, I'd love to talk about this for a few Yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. I will just give you my personal experience. My father served in uh, World War II, and uh, he was surprised to find out uh, much, uh, you know, near the end of his life that uh, the Veterans Administration would help him with uh, his hearing aids, and he would make a trip to the VA. He would get hearing aids and hearing aid batteries and things like that, and so I would assume that's... Uh, indicative of the kinds of things that you help veterans with. So that's great. So, Bruce, if I might, I'll start then with the, with veterans' benefits. And, and it, it's, there are a lot of children of veterans, just like you, that are their parents are starting to age and they're starting to wonder what benefits do their, do their, their parents have, and, mm-hmm. and we're the ones you want to contact. If you contact us, we, we know the right questions. We'll talk about when did your – uh, your parents serve, and then we can help you apply for eligible benefits. And, and they range all over the place, uh, hearing aids, health care, um, comp- various compensation, maybe disability compensation, maybe survivor pension conversation for the spouse, um, uh, even there's even some burial benefits. And so um, veterans earned it, and we'd like them to turn to us. We've got uh, about uh, 12 to 14 veteran service officers that are nationally and state accredited, and this is what we do all the time. In fact, in 2019, we filed uh, 1,300 uh, claims in just that year. So, so we do a lot of veteran claims. Uh, Buck Bramlich is our guest. He's the executive director of the Franklin County Veteran Service Commission. 
I'm curious, how do do you guys have the providers, private providers come in, like let's say dental or vision or something like that, or do you guys uh, exclusively deal with certain people that they're uh, working at the VA and you come in, you get your treatments there, or are you getting a lot of cooperation from people out there who maybe lend their services to the VA to help you provide these services to veterans? Wow. Franklin County is a very generous county. So I think the answer is almost yes to everything. We work closely with the VA. But, you know, that definition of veteran and when you served, those all sometimes matter depending upon what kind of benefits you get. Dental, for example, is a great dental clinic at the VA, but not a lot of folks are eligible for the dental clinic. So we have a dental program, 250% of poverty level or less, um, and you got to be a resident. you got to have some type of honorable discharge. And we do everything from, you know, cavities to full dentures. Um, in fact, you know, we may spend four or $500,000 in a year providing the veteran, the veteran's spouse, when necessary, or the veteran's widow dental care. That's just one of the things that we do as part of our financial assistance program. Um, and so, yeah, so, so that's perfect. Those kind of benefits on the VA side, um, we work with different partners. You know, the dental. We have we have dental providers that uh, that uh, volunteer and apply to be a provider for us. We obviously don't do that work, right? We just mm-hmm. we send them to the various providers within Franklin County, and and so they're seeing dentists that are often in their community. You know, Buck. It strikes me in my father's case, he did not become aware this was something that his status, his years as a veteran, made available to him, and I'm sure it's very difficult to gauge. Uh, but do you guys have arms around maybe how many veterans are eligible and might not be taking advantage of these kinds of benefits that they most definitely earned by serving our country? Well, I have the same story with my dad. Until I started work, I retired in 2016, brought my dad in one day, and, and lo and behold, dad was eligible for some service compensation. It didn't matter how much it was. It wasn't that much. But, boy, did it make him feel good mm. for his time he spent in the Navy during the Korean War. Just, it helped validate him all those years later. Um, there are 65,000, 67,000 veterans um, uh, within Franklin County. We know about 20% of the veterans are receiving some kind of uh, VA support, VA compensation, VA you know, health care. Um, but we believe that there are a lot of folks that aren't aware. Sometimes it's because you're a veteran and you maybe you hurt yourself when you were serving, but you got better, you got out, you've been doing your life for 20 years, and what was just a little bit of a pain now starts to become mobility inhibiting. Well, that tied back to your service. You just didn't, it just didn't let it stop you for 20 years. You're eligible or you would likely be eligible. And so it's so important for family members, uh, coworkers, that no veterans that simply say, you know, you haven't looked into your benefits. If you've got a problem, whether it's financial assistance or um, some type of VA benefit, call our agency. We'll set up an appointment, um, uh, and, and we will help walk you through what you should be eligible for, and we'll help you. We'll help you get it. Buck Bramlish is our guest. He's the executive director of the Franklin County Veteran Services Commission. Uh, I got to give you a little bit of a personal story. I was out and about maybe a year or so ago, and a gentleman came up to me who was from my hometown. He knew my brother. I didn't really know this guy very well, but I knew his name. He served, this gentleman served, in the Korean War. And he said to me that he is now in serving in some capacity in his county, I believe it was Dark County, in some veterans' affairs or veterans' capacity. And he said, you know, Bruce, 
I would have loved to have had this role when your father was alive because I would have made sure he got all the benefits he wanted. So what I'm curious about is, Buck, because you, you apparently have guys throughout the state of Ohio who co- are maybe coordinating these kinds of efforts on a local level. Am I right? So, yes. So you've got a couple of layers. First, you have there's a veteran service commission like ours in every county. And we all do the same thing. We all have outreach. We, we partner. You know, some of our greatest partners are the VA, uh, Lutheran Social Services, Volunteers of America, Office on Aging, Jobs and Family Services. I, I can go on and on. And so we're all working to, 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 get the, to get the word out. But then you've also got your veteran service organizations like the VFW and the Legion and AMVETS, um, um, Disabled American Veterans. And so there's these grassroots organizations that are all trying to get the word out. But you're right, Bruce, it, 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 is, it is difficult. If someone is in the social services support arena, meaning they're getting some kind of support, they tend to find out about us. But the ones that don't seem to find out about us are like my dad or maybe mm-hmm. like your dad. They, they were okay by the time they got out. Whatever bothered them, they were healed or they dealt with, and it wasn't until 20 or 30 years later. For me, it was my parents going into assisted living when I said, well, I wonder – I don't, I don't look into what they're eligible for. And I had just come off of, of, of active duty. And, 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 and so lo and behold, not only were they eligible for a little service compensation for dad, but down the road they would have been eligible for, for additional benefits. Um, unfortunately, I lost them both in the last couple of years. But um, you know, a lot of veterans are just too proud to ask or they, they think, you know, leave that to the, the, the man or woman yeah. that was severely injured. No, they're benefits for all veterans. You know, you all raised your hand, you swore an oath to, to, to defend, and and um, and we want to try to you know, provide an access. And so, I don't. I want to make sure I deliver one other key message as we're talking, and that is, we talked a lot about benefits, but I also want to mention that you know there are veterans that you know they just had a hard time. Maybe a spouse is uh, is ill, or the veteran's ill, they miss work, they lose their job. We have a needs-based financial assistance program, meaning we look at your income, but if your income drops or goes to zero because you're laid off or someone's not working, then there's a need. And if you're an eligible veteran in Franklin County, you've been a resident, you've got some kind of general um, uh, 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 under honorable discharge, some kind of honorable discharge, and, and have had some kind of active duty, um, you're eligible. And, and so I, you know, I had to go back to 2019 pre-COVID, but you know, I think we did about 4,200 4, financial assistance claims. We provided 1,300 veterans with support on either rent or mortgage. That was wow. 2019, 2020. It was about you know 560, 570 less because there was a lot of money. You know, there's a lot of organizations helping with with COVID dollars. But uh, if, if veterans are stuck in the poverty cycle, we want to help you. If veterans just need us on a monthly, you know, a once or twice basis because they hit a hard time. Um, we have all kinds of, of various programs that they might be eligible for if they just call us. Uh, Buck Bramlett, she's with the Franklin County Veterans Service Commission. He served 34 years in the Ohio Army National Guard. You know, you mentioned that can-do attitude, that can-do spirit. That's kind of essential uh, and I think very common to veterans. And you're right. I heard that from my dad a lot. I, you know, there's guys who need it worse than I do, the guys who lost a leg, right. the guys who this, all that. And the other thing I think that you definitely want people to know is uh, PTSD is a thing. A lot of uh, veterans uh, are outlived by spouses, by their dependents. Uh, what kind of benefits, if in fact there are benefits, uh, can the Veterans Administration help with surviving spouses, surviving dependents? 
So, so the VA has some programs. There's a dependency and indemnity compensation uh, claim. It's called DIC, but that is if a veteran passed away and it had something to do with the, something they were connected to the service, then the spouse, surviving spouse um, would, would be able to get a monthly um, uh, stipend that would help them. Um, and then in our own, and that's just one example, in, in our own environment, though, in the Veterans Service Commission, you know, we, we, we provide medical transportation um, to veterans and their spouses. We might do, again, 10,000 round trips in one year, and those are generally taxi, taxi rides to various medical appointments. Spouses are eligible for that. Our dental program, um, it's, it's veteran spouses and widows, you know, they're eligible for that. Um, we have a winter clothing program this year that's just started up. You know, it, it's basic same kind of requirement, 250% of the poverty level, which is you know, about 28,000, 29,000 for a, a single person mm-hmm. uh, when you're at 250%. But um, it provides a, uh, a, a gift card, from like Myers in this case, to buy, you know, $100 to buy new gloves, new hats, winter clothing. And so um, spouses um, and dependents, are often eligible for a lot of the things we do. We try to plug the gap. You know, if they got a, if they're having a challenge, we try to we try to plug the gap. And if they have a long term issue, then we refer them to those partners that we talked about that might be able to provide long term help while we pay their rent, while we help them with food, while we help them with transportation, um, maybe to and from uh, to and from work. Um, that's really what what we try to do uh, to get them to a better place. And Bruce, the last thing, and you kind of led me to this. Second suicide is a nationwide, mm. you know, tragedy. You know, maybe 20 per day is still the number. Wow. So, um, you know, I would I would just remind folks that it, suicide is a tragedy, regardless of veteran status. It's something that uh, that we see and and sometimes hard to, to to understand. But if you know a veteran that needs help, you know, have them call the Veterans Crisis Line. And I'll give that number at least one time here. Um, but but if you if you just remember Veterans Crisis Line, it'll be very easy to Google. Um, if you don't remember the number, but these people are trained to help them sort out issues and, and getting them help. So the Veterans um, Crisis Line is 1-800-273-8255, and then press the number one. Very good. And for questions about benefits, uh, availability, uh, how to pursue this, how to get help, how to get counseling and applying, uh, Franklin County Veterans Administration is uh, 614-525-2500, 614-525-2500, or you can go to the website vets.franklincountyohio.gov, vets.franklincountyohio.gov. Uh, Buck, thank you so much for what you do, for coming on and uh, helping us understand what's out there uh, to benefit our veterans, who we uh, hopefully will never turn our back on. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving us the time, and, and you helped tremendously getting the word out. Very good. Buck Bramlich of uh, Franklin County Veterans Services, the uh, executive director of that commission. The number to contact them, again, is 614-525-2500, 614-525-2500, Well, there will be a dichotomy of coverage tonight about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, Rittenhouse took the stand today in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where there were riots in the aftermath of Jacob Blake, uh, a black man who had previously sexually assaulted 
a woman who had his children. Uh, Police officers arrived, wrestled with Jacob Blake. He fought them. He ran around. He ignored uh, his body was not impacted enough by a taser that he was uh, disabled to the point where he could no longer resist. He tried to grab a knife out of the car. The police shot him, and he's paralyzed. Kyle Rittenhouse then went to the riots in the aftermath of that, which, yeah, sure, let's riot. The guy fought with cops. I mean, terrible cops. Kyle Rittenhouse goes to the riots, he said, to protect property and civilians. And he ended up shooting two people dead and wounding another. The guy who he wounded, who's supposed to be the star witness for the prosecution, under cross-examination by the defense, said, yeah, he never shot me until I pointed my gun at him. That's called self-defense, folks. That should have been the end of the trial. Instead, the trial went on. The prosecutors in this case are, whoa, baby, are they all in on the uh, woke brigade of the American Trials Lawyers Association? The law is just kind of a general, the law is made of jello with these guys. They can move it, shape it, shake it, however they want to. One of their pieces of evidence they wanted to get in at trial on Kyle Rittenhouse was that he once told someone that he wished he could shoot them for engaging in acts of violence. You have to clear these things with the court beforehand, and they rule on them. You make a motion. Hey, I want to bring this up at trial. I got this evidence on the guy. It's going to make him look bad. It's going to show a pattern of behavior. It's going to indicate what his mindset was on the night that we have in question. Can I introduce this as evidence? And the judge takes all that under advisement. He looks at the law, and he says yes or no. Well, he said no. He said, no, can't do it because, oh, by the way, when he said that to the person, he didn't have the gun with him. So that means can't bring it up in court, can't try to poison the minds of the jury by sneaking it in as an end around. As I said, though, the law and this judge's rulings pre-trial are Not a thumbs up or thumbs down. It's just kind of a, eh, I know you said the other day I couldn't, but, you know, today's today, and I got Kyle Rittenhouse right there on the stand, and, I mean, he came off really sympathetic because he's obviously still emotionally torn by what he saw and what happened to him that night and what he had to do to save his own life. He broke down on the stand. I can't let that be the defining image that he leaves with the jury, so I'm going to get that thing in that you said I can't get in. Well... It did not go well for the prosecution when they tried it. Now, keep in mind, the jury's not in the room while this exchange took place, but it happened in court mid-morning. Why would you think that that made it okay for you, without any advance notice, to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post- arrest silence that's basic law it's been basic law in this country for 40 years 50 years i have no idea why you would do something like that and it gives um, uh well I'll, I'll leave it at that so i don't know what you're up to may i respond yes we filed another acts motion on this exact issue because in my mind and i argued this it is identical to what was going on on the night of august 25th in- perfect 
Perfect classic leftist logic. Right there. He said it. In my mind. We talked about feelings today. Ruled by feelings. Ruled by emotions. Not by law. Not by truth. Not by precedent. Not by shared values. Not all the things that we prize as conservatives. That are the bedrock of the orderly society in which we live. If we compromise those, we lose everything. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.